You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church. Just looking forward to what the Lord has. Amen. So praise God just for another day that we're able to study His Word together and able to come together. So amen. So we're going to open up in a word of prayer uh, tonight and and, uh, as we start for tonight. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for another beautiful day and night, my God. We thank you, Father God, for another day of your faithfulness, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, for you are a great God, a great Savior, a great Father, a great Lord, my God. And Father, we just thank you tonight, Father God, because, Lord, we're able to rejoice in the joy of of knowing you, Lord. And Father God, of you being our Savior and being our Lord, my God. And we thank you, Father God, tonight, Lord, as we come together, Lord, to study your word, my God. We thank you for your word, for your word is alive, Lord Jesus. Your word is living and active, my God. Your word, my God, Father, Lord, it stands forever, my God. Your word, Father God, is faithful and true, my God. And your word is proven and tested, my God, and always proves true, my God, because it's your word, my God. And Father God, we just thank you today, Lord, for your word. Because as your word says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word shall never pass away, my God. So, Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord God, because, Lord, no matter how everything may look and seem, my God, but, Lord God, your word still stands forever, my God, and your word still stands true today, my God. So we thank you today because, Father God, whether everybody's looking to where to look, where to go, and, Father God, but, Lord, we thank you that we know who to turn to and we know where to turn to, Lord. And that is you and your word, my God. So tonight, Father, as we come together, Lord, that is what we're doing, Lord. We are turning to you and your word. We ask you to teach us by your spirit, my God, to lead us, to guide us and direct us, my Lord. And Father God, Lord Jesus, to open up our minds to your scriptures, Lord God. But Father, not just to our minds, but to our hearts. But Lord God, as we learn and and seek your word, my God, we ask you to help us to live it, Father God to learn from it, Lord God, that we may apply it to our lives, Father, because, Lord, we believe this to be your word. This is our faith, my God. And, Father, we just thank you, Lord, because that faith and trust is in you, Lord Jesus. So we just thank you tonight, Father, as you bring forth your word by your spirit. And we love you and we praise you this night, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, again, thank uh, welcome to Bible study tonight. We got Myra with us on, as well online with us. So thank you for joining us. Sister Julie is there as well. So praise God. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Um, you know, just a couple of quick announcements. We have Friday night prayer. So this Friday night we are having earnest prayer. So we're continuing in our in the earnest prayer together and just continuing to pray as the Lord leads us by His Spirit. And we know that there's much to pray about. Amen. And uh, just praying for the Lord's help in situations and, you know, deliverance and healing and just for the Lord's wisdom and guidance and just for his peace and acknowledgement of, of, you know what, God, you're in control. And you know what, you you know all things and you know what, we can trust you through it. So it's just really that peace of praying the Lord's will and being able to have that comfort through it and being reminded, Lord, you know, nevertheless, your will be done. But thank you, Lord, that we're comforted in knowing that you're in control of it all. So praise God for that. Amen. So. Just grateful to God for that. And so that will be this Friday um, night. We'll be praying here in the annex room at starting at 7 p.m. And uh, for those that are able to join us, praise God. If not, you know, feel free to pray from home or wherever you're at that day or throughout your day. You know, just taking that time and just to come together in earnest prayer for one another. Amen. Amen. And next week, sen- next, next, next week September 1st. Yeah. So next week there will be no Bible study and there will be no prayer next week as it is the first week of the month. So next uh, Wednesday, no Bible study and next Friday, no prayer, you know, so but again, doesn't mean we don't study our Bibles or pray. Just we're not meeting here in the annex for next week. So thank you for bringing for reminding me on that as well. 
Um, and then Sunday, we have our, our service this Sunday for 9.15 in the morning for prayer and God's word and uh, 10.45 service. So just looking forward as we come together to praise the Lord and also looking to him to, to teach us and instruct us and to, for his word. Amen. So praise God for that. Uh, any any testimony? Just anybody just want to give a shout to the Lord or just a praise? Yes, Sister Karen and then Brother Dad's AJ. Dad's going home tonight. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's so. Amen. Well, that's Sister Valerie's son, and he's yes. out of the hospital, so praise God. Yes. And uh, we're still praying and believing for our Sister Valerie yes. as well. Amen. But praise God. Amen. That's that's the Lord right there. It's been a tough journey, but God's been faithful. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing that, Sister Karen. Amen. Okay. Yes, Brother AJ. Okay. Uh, I just want to thank God that uh, I had an online test um, and for uh, voter registration and uh through God's help, I was able to pass it. It took me a little longer than expected, but I did pass it with uh, Amen. good marks. So Praise thank God. God for that. It was a little stressful there for a while. Amen. And that was something we were praying with you about, right? That's so, right. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. Did you tell Praise them the Lord. Jeanine got her job back on time? What's that? Did you tell them Janine got her job back? Oh, my. Yeah, my daughter. Uh, Got her uh, job back at Disneyland. So we okay, praise too. God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Amen. Yeah, well, they opened up now, right? So they got everybody yeah, there. And, yeah. All right. Well, praise her the Lord. department was uh, omitted okay. there for a while, but they opened that back up. That was the parade department. They had shut that down. Uh, that was one of the first departments. Okay. All right. So now their parade department is, is coming back. So oh, so they'll be doing the Christmas parade and all yeah. of that and everything like that. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, prayerfully, we get some discounted tickets. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, praise God. That's good to hear that she got the job back and everything. And, you know, praise God. Those are awesome testimonies there. And that's why we pray, right? Because we know our God is able, right? He is, all things are possible for Him. And He is an ever present help in our time of need, right? So praise God for that. Well, thank you guys for sharing that. And just encourage through the Word of God. Amen. Encourage through our faith in Him and just trusting Him together. So let's continue to do so. Amen. Continue to do so. Well, praise God. Well, tonight we're looking at Acts chapter 12, and we will actually be closing up the book, um, chapter 12 today in the book of Acts, uh, verse 18 through 25. And the portion of that of the scripture today taken out is struck him down. And we're going to see that as we see that uh, Herod Agrippa is actually struck down immediately. So that's taken from one of the verses here as we read tonight. And we're going to see that as we study the word of God together tonight. Amen. So let's look at Acts chapter 12, and we're going to read verse 18 through 25, and we're in the English Standard Version tonight. So if my version reads a little bit different than yours, that's, you know, because it's the English Standard Version. So, <laughs> But it's, it's the Word of God tonight. Amen? So Acts chapter 12, verse 18 through 25. And I'll read here. Uh, going on. Well, I'll let everybody, everybody there ready? Amen. Amen. And for those watching with us online as well. Amen. So it says, now when day came... There was no little disturbance among the soldiers over what had become of Peter. And after Herod searched for him and did not find him, he examined the sentries and ordered that they should be put to death. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. Now Herod was angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and they came to him with one accord, and having persuaded Blastus, Blastos, the king's chamberlain, they asked for peace because their country depended on the king's country for food. On an appointed day, Herod put on his royal robes, took his seat upon the throne, and delivered an oration to them. 
And the people were shouting the voice of a God and not of a man. Immediately an angel of the Lord struck him down because he did not give God the glory and he was eaten by worms and breathed his last. But the word of God increased and multiplied. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had completed their service, bringing with them John, whose other name was Mark. Amen. What a scripture. What's this? some some uh, some very clear words here, right? Some very clear things here. So you got to love the word of God. And, and you know, you get to these visuals. You're just like, wow, that's pretty intense right here. So uh, any thoughts? Anybody has, you know, from last week's Bible study or what we were learning as we as we now dive into this last portion of the of the chapter here. Yes, it's how, how the things are so easy to kill the people when they don't get their way. <laughs> that just yeah, disposable. Exactly. I guess that's the word you can live. Disposable. How disposable they can be. Definitely. That's a pretty you know, and we we get to see that here. But that's not the only time we've ever seen it in scripture or throughout history. You know, or even in our in our times today. You know, we see a lot of that today. But. Yeah, very, very uh, key thing there. Anybody else as we continue today? Any thoughts? Uh, anything so far as we begin as we look in? I want to continue my thought. Yeah. When when we first went into Afghanistan, it was a terrible thing that happened, but the word of God went with those soldiers. Amen. Yes. And now it's reversed, and the, now these people are coming to the United States, and we're going to pray that that they get the word of God here that they were not allowed to get into Afghanistan. Amen. So God can turn what the devil meant for evil to good. That's right. Yes, he can. And we're seeing that actually tonight as we look at the scripture. That's definitely a good portion of scripture there. You know, what was meant for evil was actually meant, you know, God was able to turn out for the good. And that scripture is actually taken in Genesis when Joseph is uh, taken in and he's taken captive. His brother Salem is a slave. And, you know, but it turns out that God had a plan and there was a reason and a purpose for that. You know, and it brought about the salvation of of Israel, you know, because Joseph was put in such a position. And, you know, and when he had that moment that he could have, you know, he could have taken out his brothers or whatever. I mean, you guys sold me, you know, but instead he, he's able to learn and know that, you know, God was able to use what was meant for evil and bring it out about the good. And you know, he showed favor and mercy to his brothers. So we definitely know that. And we definitely know that God is he's in control, right? He's in control. And yeah, all the time. You know what? And we get to see that in this portion of scripture here, because this was a time that looked like it was evil. It was it was wicked. There was you know, we were seeing signs of the Antichrist here already, you know, because we see here that in the beginning of this chapter, James is killed. He's murdered, you know, and not only is he murdered, but it brings joy to the king to see, oh, this pleased the people. Wow. You know, so what does he do? He arrests Peter says, I'm going to kill this one next because I see that this pleases the people. So therefore, you know, it brings me in favor with them because they see me as a good king. You know, and what this does is it brings about persecution um, of the church, brings about persecution of the Christian, of the believer. So here we're seeing that, you know, as we've been studying over the weeks that, but yet God delivered Peter. We see the hand of God bringing about salvation and deliverance for Peter. And we see the church, you know, coming together in prayer for Peter and for what's going on. And they could have easily just said, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this. I don't know about this Christian thing. I don't know about all this, you know, and they could have walked away, you know, just as we see many disciples when it got hard, when the word got hard, when the word became too, too truthful, we see all those disciples that walked away from Jesus. And they said, this is a hard teaching. You know, who can, who can bear it? Who can hear it? You know, well, now they're seeing how hard it is as a Christian that it's going to, if there's a cost, you know what? There's going to be people that just are not going to accept it. 
are not going to be for Christ. They're not going to be for you because of your belief and faith in Christ. And we live in a world today that is anti-Christ, you know, but that's how the world has always been. You know what? And the, and the Bible says that it will get even darker, you know, and we will see this more and more. But this is where we have to make decision. But I but nevertheless, I will not bow my knee. I will still serve my God. You know, just as we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, just as we learned about Daniel. And we get to see some examples of Daniel here and the things we've studied as we're looking to the word of God today. So let's uh, let's look. Let's let's go back over here. And, and this is what we're seeing here. We're seeing now as Peter's delivered and Peter's brought out of the prison, you know, but now we're seeing the consequences and we're seeing the realities, though, of those that are basically living in the world, those that are part of the world, those that... You know, look at these guards. These guards have position. You know, I mean, they're in a good place. They got a good job. You know, they're in favor with the king. You know, they're in favor with the, you know, they, you know, obviously as, you know, you see them with Jesus, how they mocked him, how they beat him. You see them in the city, how they're just able to get away with things and stuff like that because they're soldiers. They're part of the army. They're part of the kingdom, you know, but yet you see them taking advantage of many areas. You know, we get to see some good soldiers. We get to see the one that says, truly, this was a son of God. We get to see the, 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 the centurion that brings, you know, that asks for prayer for his servant, you know, and says, I believe you're able to do this, you know. So we do see the lives changed of some soldiers. But nevertheless, there's still a lot of them that are still in a place that they're in the world. They're in a place of, you know, as we see today, just living their life and doing what they're doing. And you know what? But... Because of this situation and because of this circumstance, there's going to be consequences. And so what we're reading here now is the consequences that came along with Peter getting out of this prison. Because they had a responsibility. And with how many of us know with every position comes a responsibility? You have a responsibility in your jobs, responsibility in your home responsibility, you know, in any in any capacity in the church, you know, in our walk with the Lord, um, we all have responsibilities because of the position that we have, the place that we're in. So no matter what, there will always be a responsibility. And when that responsibility is dropped, others will suffer. Others will be responsible and accountable. You will be responsible and accountable. And that will come in our whole lives coming before the, the judgment seat of Christ is that we will be held. We are held accountable to God. Pastor, I do have a question. Yes. I wasn't here last week, and I noticed that that uh, Peter had said to the, the group when he went to the house, he said, "Go tell James." But James is already dead. Is, is that he didn't? No, no. That was this was that wasn't the James that was dead. That was James, Jesus's half brother, who became a leader in the church of Jerusalem after oh, Peter had left, and he's the one they wrote James in the Bible, the, the Epistle of James. So that's where you see James that in there. Was not the James no, no, that was James, the original. That was John's brother. He was one of the original three, and he was one of the original disciples and apostles. That was the one that was killed. But the James that he's referring to is Jesus's half brother, oh, which okay. became pretty much a, uh, a leading force in the Jerusalem the church. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was part of the Sons of Thunder. <laughs> so, well, you know, so that was James. a different James. The John's, the one that was murdered, the one that was killed. But he was the Son of Thunder. Yeah. Yeah, that was John's brother there. So that was the difference in there. He's the brother of John, you said, right? Yes. Okay, got it. Sons of Thunder. <laughs> Amen. He's also one of the ones that they came up and can we be on your right and left? <laughs> so, yeah. Amen. So 
we see this now we're looking at the repercussion and now we're going to see you know basically what happens in in the secular world and in position of being part of the world you know and we're going to see you know what what happens and how they you know the response and the consequence of peter being delivered so let's look here it says now when they came there was no little disturbance among the soldiers over what had become of peter so obviously we read last week and we see here that Peter was asleep and how we were talking about you can rest in the Lord even in these hard times. Yes, he did. But at the same time, we see the soldiers asleep. And these soldiers are not supposed to be sleeping. So we got to, you know, when you look at it, we, you know, most likely what's going on here is the angel had something to do with these soldiers being asleep. Because there's no way that these soldiers recognizing they had so much of a responsibility here should have been asleep for all of them to be asleep that's yeah exactly so you know so definitely the presence of that angel and what god was doing here caused these soldiers to all fall asleep a deep sleep definitely and then for peter to be able to walk out especially if chains are falling gates are opening you know yeah exactly right i mean you see those old movies yeah exactly without knowing i mean they had to be squeaking you know, chains falling. I mean, you know, it's going to wake somebody up. So they're in a deep sleep. So, you know, obviously the angel had something to do with this. And therefore these soldiers were asleep. So now they're waking up. This daytime's up. You know, the sun is up. And they're realizing, where is Peter? Where's Peter? I mean, what what is going on here? It's like, you know, you ever have that wake up? You're like, where at? You know, what happened? You know? Okay. But, you know, it's just like you get that surprise, you know, sometimes you may fall into that deep sleep and all of a sudden you wake up, you're like, man, it seemed like I just closed my eyes and all of a sudden I'm awake, you know, like what happened? You know, it was, it was 6 p.m. at night. Now it's 7 in the morning. Like, you know, it was like one of those nights you just like felt like I just blinked and I woke up. Well, this is what's going on with the, with the soldiers here. They're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Where is Peter? They're looking around for him, you know, but not only are they looking for Peter, but they were responsible for why do you think there's why do you think there's such a commotion here? They're gonna get killed. Exactly. Their lives are at stake here. This is a huge consequence here. And I love how somebody put it here. You know, when you when we look at the way that Luke writes this, he says there was no little disturbance. Yeah. So he kind of like dumbs it down a little bit, he tones it down when he says there was no little disturbance. But reality, there was a huge disturbance. I mean, this is this is big. This is like, oh my, what is going on here? Where is Peter? Where is he at? Where did he go? And not only that, they probably send the soldiers, okay, I want you to go and, you know, we're going to surround the city, make sure he doesn't escape. They could have went door by door knocking. Is Peter here? They Then who knows? They probably weren't even going door by door knocking. They could have went and barged them doors to find out where is Peter? And we read last week that Peter knew this. He used common sense, even though he was just delivered in this great feat of, of deliverance. But nevertheless, he said, I got to get out of town. They're going to be looking for me. Yeah, I, I got to get out of here. They're, they're, and not only are they going to be looking at me, looking for me, but they're not going to be looking for me to take me back to jail. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's got the heat on right now. So he is running. He is trying to get out of here. And, and these soldiers are desperate because their lives are at stake. See, one of the things about the Roman practice was is the soldiers who lost their prisoner were subject to the same penalty that their prisoner was subject to. 
Yeah, so basically they knew we're going to have to now stand in the place and pay for the penalty of this prisoner. An eye for an eye. Yeah, they died. Because this was their responsibility, but it also reminds us of what Christ did for us. He stood in that place. He paid the penalty that we should have been paid. But he paid it for us. But we see here that the reason why they're so desperate is, well, I mean, they're going to have to pay the penalty for the prisoner that they lost. And so, uh, of course, they're going to be they're going to be scrambling. They're going to be looking. Where where is Peter? They don't want to die. But you see how quickly their lives could have been. I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not saying their lives were perfect, but they were in a good place. They were in a good position. How many of us before Christ were in good place and good position? And then when something happens, it's just like the whole world changes. The whole world turns. All of a sudden, it becomes dark. All of a sudden, my friends are no longer my friends. The people that I thought had my back no longer have my back. The position that I thought I had is no longer there. Your life flips upside down. And thank God that with Christ, you know what? We know that he's there to save us, to, to bring us through. But those without Christ can find themselves in a place of death, of despair, of anxiety, of hopelessness. Of desperation, yes. Of desperation. And this is the way of the world, how quickly the world can turn on you. No matter how great a position someone may have, no matter how much money, no matter how much fame someone may have, when things go wrong and they go bad, it'll turn. And all of a sudden, they'll be falling to a desperate place trying to hold on to that way of life, to that lifestyle, to that whatever they were holding on to, but there's nothing there because it's temporary, just as this life is temporary. And we see here how their lives are at stake and they're, they're, they're worried. They're concerned. These big soldiers that instill fear in others are now fearing for their own lives. Yeah, it's true. Any thoughts on that? Any, any questions? Any input on that? In the natural, they'd say karma. <laughs> karma? Yeah, in the natural. Yeah, that's what it pretty much come down to. Yeah. I mean, do you really think that around the area and in, in Jerusalem and a lot of the Jewish people, do you think they really had compassion for them? Like, feel bad? Like, oh, well, you know. No, there probably was a lot of that going there. Well, they're going to get what they deserve. They probably didn't even care about it. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way that, like you said, that's the worldly point of view. What goes around comes around, you know, and thank God in Christ. That's not how it is, because I'm thank God that there's things that should have went around. that should have come around that. Thank God they didn't because of the mercy of God, because of the grace of God, because of the love of God and the forgiveness of God. And that's why we're so blessed to have the good news of Jesus Christ, because we don't have to pay that penalty of death. Jesus paid it for us. But not only for us, but he paid it for the world. It doesn't come around because God's not consequences. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there is consequences. But uh, what we get to see right here is God's goodness that he takes care of his will and his call on Peter's life. Because we're talking about 16 men that were supposed to look over one man. And for them not to have an explanation, of course, but 
they they had pride in what they were going to do because they were going to set them up to trial before the people. So now it's that's how it turned around where it's going to be them in the public eye. But God does protect his people. He does. Yes, he does. Amen. And thank you for clearing that. Yes, because there is consequences to our decisions, of course. But we do still have forgiveness. But, you know, that doesn't give us, you know, at the same time, we have to be careful because there are consequences. And this is where we need to use wisdom. Consequences looking for his payment. Yeah, definitely. Or sin is looking for its payment. Yeah, always. You always. say God paid the price for us, and, but we being in the future where if things get worse, like you said, the Bible says it's going to get worse pretty soon they're going to probably kill one, all of us. Yeah. Or probably your kids, you know that. Anyone who stands for Christ. They're doing it, they're doing it now. So what is what is stopping it from happening to us? Nothing. It's that's, prayer, you know, but sure eventually the enemy, that can come. Sure the enemy sure wants us to die too, as well as they. And there will come that time. I mean, it goes on in our world today. There's persecution of the church. I mean, you know, in the world today, there is persecution of the church. And the Bible talks about those times. Right now. We're lucky that we don't. Well, this is where it comes down to have that relationship with Christ. You know, that's where our strongest relationship has to be with Christ. Exactly. You know, and, and, you know, but again, our lives are in the lives of our, of our God, his plan, his purpose, his and will. See, this is where we got to know who our God is and know that he's greater because even though the enemy may look like he's winning, but he's not, we have the victory in Christ because the word already tells it for us. And how many of, and that's what we see here through the book of Acts. But that's, you what know. Saying, that's what they said too. And they didn't have cut off. They prayed as well. Mm -hmm. They prayed and they said, just pray the same as you said. And they didn't have cut off. Yeah. And that, you know, again, we, we saw that in the beginning of this chapter. James, James was killed. And many times we may not understand why was Peter delivered, why was not James delivered. But at the same times, it's God's will. It you know, God. it's God's will. We have many brothers and sisters that have gone home to be with the Lord, but it's God's will. You know, but again, it's to be in the in the presence of the Lord. It's the peace of knowing who our God is. And if that day and when that day comes, then that's, that will be a test for us as well in this country. Because if we choose, we're going to get a worse punishment. What was that? If we choose evil. Oh yeah, well then that's that's eternal that's eternal eternal judgment. Yeah. Separation from God. Exactly. And this is where we that's the decision we have to make. And we this is where we have to know who our God is. Definitely. And this is what we pray that it's more than just <laughs> Amen. Well, pray, you know, so let's go on to uh, verse 19 here. So this is now we're gonna see Herod and Herod's response to you know, finding this out. And it says, after Herod searched for him and did not find him, he examined the sentries in order that they should be put to death. So we see here that Herod still tried to find them. He didn't just immediately put him to death, but he gave him a chance and they searched him out. They looked for him. They tried to do, you know, Herod, you know, did try to look for him and have the soldiers give, give him a chance, but he was nowhere to be found. And because of it, he ordered the death of them. And to examine is just to investigate them, to, to interrogate them. You know, obviously you want to see who do I got as an informant? You know, who let him out? I mean, you know, we know that Herod was not believing in God. You know, so he's not going to believe, well, God let him out. God delivered him, you know. 
That's not going to be his. That's not going to be his reasoning. He's going to look at it. Well, no, one of you guys did. One of you guys slipped up. So therefore, you can't give me information on who did this or point the finger. Then you're going to pay the price for it. And so we see here that this is what Herod did. He searched. He examined them. And you know what? And and what's it called? And and these these guards ended up dying for it. You know, and I put here his plan is foiled because it also shows there's a weakness in his kingdom. Yes. It shows that there's a weakness here. You know, he had all these soldiers, like he said, 16 soldiers. And to let this one man, Peter, to get out is showing a weakness in his in his guards, in his authority, in his leadership. And so therefore, he's going to definitely take this personally and he's going to be prideful on it and he's going to take it out on them. Because if he shows weakness and allows us to just go by without doing anything about it, then he'll be questioned and his life may be required. Maybe the other soldiers might do it as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, and we see Jesus in that same place with Pilate. Pilate had a choice, and you know what? He made his decision to stay face with the people. You know, so we see the decisions being made here, and now we see the soldiers now paying the price for that. And they're basically, you know, their lives are now. They're being put to death because of Peter being gone now. And their, their, their lives are held accountable on that. So we see here, then it says, then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. Now, many times we see that a lot of these leaders and, you know, the King Herod and Pilate and all of these, these Roman soldiers and, and leaders, they didn't want to be in Jerusalem. They didn't want to be in Judea. And so Caesarea, basically what it was, it was a Roman headquarters. This is where the Roman headquarters was at. And it's also a, also known as a resort area on the Mediterranean. So this is a time now that Herod sees, you know what, it's time for me to get away. And he, he goes to Caesarea and he basically goes back to the Roman headquarters and gets away for a little bit. And after he does this, he just gets takes some time off. And, you know, some think that he went on a little mini vacation just to kind of get away from everything get his head straight or whatever it may have been. But whatever the case is, he dealt with it, and then he took off and took some time and, and went back to the Roman headquarters. So he used his time as, an, as a time just to kind of get away on that. So, you know, that's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty tough scripture there. You know, when you see the lives lost, because definitely these were lives lost, you know, and, and um, but this was a reality. And this is a reality today. Many lives are being lost. You, you see that in the Taliban, how they're just shooting down people. You know, with those American weapons, unfortunately. But just going through the streets and just killing them. They have joy. You know, that's a that's a hatred of Satan in their hearts, you know. Yeah. You know, things well, this is things are taught. You know, things are people are taught. In Christ, they're gonna kill them back. They're killing them right now. Yeah. But they always been been since history in the Romans and Nero, he's yeah. killed so many Christians. Yeah, definitely. Freedom's their lions, so Definitely. Yeah. You know, there's always been a persecution, you know what? But through the persecution came the spread of the gospel, you know, and that's what we're looking over here. We're seeing these things going on. We're seeing, you know, we're seeing some realities here, some things that go on today in our own world, just in, in general, without knowing the Lord. You know, we see also the way the world works, you know, but this is just the reality. And this is why we pray, you know, for those that don't know the Lord to come to salvation. To yes. come to know the Lord, to be able to have that peace yeah. and that comfort, you know, because whether we live or whether we die, it says that we go to we're with, we belong to the Lord yes. regardless. And that's the peace that we can have and rejoice in that, you know. And uh, and so, you know, we do see that here. So 
Uh, any other questions, any other thoughts or comments before we go to verse 20? I, I see Herod as uh, covering his back, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You got to cover your tracks. He, in his superior's eyes, he did something about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because, again, if he wouldn't have did anything about it, then his life would have been required. Yeah. And he definitely was not going to do that. He was not going to lay down his life for them. That's for sure. So, right. So let's look at verse 20 then. So it says, now Herod was angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and they came to him with one accord. And having persuaded Blastos, the king's chamberlain, they asked for peace because their country depended on the king's country for food. Now, there's not a lot to be said about why there was this dispute between Tyre and Sidon with, uh, with Herod. There's not a lot to say on it, uh, the reason why, but there was a dispute. And so, therefore, it affected them. And we see this because, you know, they had, you know, they depended, they became dependent upon this country. So, what we know about Tyre and Sidon is they were free and they were self-governing. Okay? So, they were a free, they were a free, you know, these were free nations. They were self-governing. They had their own government. But they were economically dependent upon Judea. They were dependent upon this nation. They were dependent upon King Herod because this is where they got their food. They became economically dependent upon a, another nation. <laughs> so how many of us know that desperation will cause any nation to do desperate things such as compromise to keep their way of life and their nation intact. <laughs> a little close to home. I think it's called politics. Well, you know, I mean, think about it. You know, it's it's like you said some things, you know, our way of life now, right? Well, you know, what do we what is what is required for our nation to Oil. do to keep our way of life today? Oil. Oil, okay. I mean, I'm not really asking for an answer, but just something to really think about. In no, but I, I did throw that as a question. But you know, when you really think about a lot of the things that we, as a country, do or have done or continue to do, you know. But reality is, a lot of that is because our way of life and our way as a nation today to keep our nation intact. Just like today with the embargoes, if they don't, they know they needed food. Uh, through Herod, they had to probably cooperate with him and everything. Yeah. And that's where, I mean, you do see the politics. You do see all of that going through because now it's like, well, I got to kind of accept you because you have something I have. You have something I need. And not only that, you've put me in a position that now I'm not, it's not so much, I, I'm now dependent upon you. We are now dependent upon you. So therefore, Tyre and Sidon, even though they're free and self-governing, but they're dependent upon Judea for their supply of food, for the goods that they need. And therefore, this puts them in a really tight place that now they basically have to lay down their freedoms or their, their ways or how they think about this king to basically get what they need and what they're dependent on. Yeah, and this is nations. This is nations. But again, this is why it's such a blessing when a nation who knows who their God is. Let's look at Psalm 33. And I was going to read one verse, but we gotta, we're going to read the whole psalm here. Psalm 33. Because this is why we, we as a country need to pray for our country and our nation. 
and for the nations of others as well. So we're going to read the whole psalm here. Psalm 33, we're going to start at verse 1. I just I couldn't read it you know, without reading the whole thing because it sheds light on a lot of what we're reading tonight. So Psalm 33, verse 1, it says, Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their host. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the Lord stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Key verse. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people whom he has chosen as his heritage. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man. And from where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation. And by its great might, it cannot rescue. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him on those who hope is in his steadfast love, that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us even as we hope in you. Amen. This is amazing scripture here because we get to see those who hope in the Lord, and God is basically saying, I mean, imagine over, over centuries, so many nations have depended upon other nations, even Israel fell into this place many times, where they became dependent upon another nation because they had chariots, they had horses, they had bow and arrows, they had guns, you know, I'm talking forward, fast forward a little bit, but you know, they became because, why? Because of protection, because of provision. Because of marriage or relationship, whatever it may be. But every nation throughout history has become, and this is, again, this, you see the politics. You see, the, you see all the different things that come with it because of dependency. But God is saying in that scripture, you don't need, that's not what brings you victory. That's not what gives you division. I mean, a provision. It's God. So blessed is a nation whose, whose God is the Lord. Because he's faithful. He is good. So I put here, Lord, help us as a nation for our dependence upon other nations more than you. Lord, help us. Yes, God is our source. And that is why we as a nation, we as a people in this nation can pray accordingly. And even we could pray for our leaders to come to this place. We can pray for our president. But we can also pray as a people in this country that we would be a nation dependent upon the Lord. Lord, you know what we need as a people. You know what we need as a country. Lord, we need your help. And we can pray 
for that help in our nation and all across our world today. Who does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, amen, the maker of heaven and earth. Isn't that the whole theme of the Bible, though, from Genesis to Revelation? Oh, yeah. Is who, who our God is mm -hmm. in our faith and our trust in our God. Isn't that the whole argument you always have with Israel? Yeah. You turn your back on me. You know, I'm the everlasting father. I could provide everything for you. I'm the Lord of hosts. I'm Jehovah Jireh. I'm everything you need. Amen. So in a sense, it's been since the beginning is who, who, where is your trust and in who is your trust? Yes. Amen. He's always been faithful. Yes, he has. It's the people who have not always been faithful. I mean, if you come to Adam and Eve at the beginning and stuff, he walked with them. He talked with them. Everything was perfect. Yeah. Amen. Why didn't tell Eve about the apple? I mean, about the tree. Why God didn't tell her? Well, no. well he told Adam. You it was to, Adam's responsibility. They had a free will. Yeah. They, weren't, they, weren't, they weren't created to be robots. They had a free will. Mm -hmm. They had free will. When he told Adam. Mm -hmm. And Adam told his wife. And yeah, he shared he with his it. wife. Huh? And she still ate it. And she still ate it. But it goes to show you the need for salvation, right? Because the two perfect ones that were in the garden still sinned with one commandment. <laughs> That's why we're so. going through all this right now, basically. Yeah, but you know what? But through it, we get to see the Lord's salvation through yeah, it. Yeah, but we see... We see that at the cross. Yes. We see everything restored. That he died for our sins, past, present, and future. He died for all of humanity to be reconciled to God. Yes, he did. So we work from a place of victory. We're not working. We're not working from a place of being a victim. No. We're on the top of the hill, looking down, <laughs> standing on His victory. Amen. I was Amen. thinking, Pastor, this Psalm thirty-three that you know. Herod had his plans, and God foiled them. Yeah. yeah. See, what he meant for evil, God was using it for the good. Yeah, so, you know. Control. God is in control. Yes, there, he is. there isn't anything on this earth. The earth is his footstool. That's what the, the word says. Yes. It's his footstool. So he's in control of everything. He created everything. Amen. 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 Yes, he did. You know what? And, and uh, I'm kind of glad it went that way because, you know, we're looking at it from a nation point. Right. We're looking at it from a nation point of view and, you know, any nation, not just our country, but all across the world. You know, this is our prayer for for every nation. But we see the examples. We see it all through through, you know, through history, you know, through everything. But we also see it in the word of God because Israel fell into this many times. You know, I mean, they were they were just as guilty as anyone else. But let's look at the, the rest of this right here in this chapter, because it says that and having persuaded Blastos, the king's chamberlain, and basically that was just a trusted personal assistant, and um, that was basically um, Herod's trusted personal assistant. So they were trying to get in favor with this person to appease the king, to get in good favor with the king. So they're looking to butter him up, you know, get, get us in good. You know what? We Because, we, again, they're in desperation mode. This is what they need. They need this place. But... As I was looking at this, I, I, the question came for myself, and I believe for all of us, but this is just a question I wrote here. Have we ever found ourselves in a place of such dependency that we find ourselves willing to compromise for the sake of peace? So let's take our minds off the nations real quick. Well, I know the word says that with, um, with everything within us, always yeah. trying to keep the peace. Mm -hmm. But well, but does that peace require our compromise? Because see, sometimes, and I'll just use an example here. Sometimes we may have a relationship with somebody, right? 
And this is just an example, but maybe that relationship's bad for us. Yeah. And maybe that relationship just keeps putting us in a bad place or whatever it may be, right? But because for the sake of that relationship and we don't want the relationship to end, we find ourselves now compromising for the sake of that relationship because we want peace and we don't want to let it go. So therefore, does it cause us to sacrifice and does it become more of a dependency as opposed to a relationship? Because either we're afraid of losing the friendship, being, you know, losing, um, being alone, whatever it may be. But do we find ourselves in a place today where we become dependent upon people or things or lifestyles or way of living as opposed to trusting in the Lord, trusting in God? Because like you said, it's throughout Genesis to Revelation. Because everything that went on with Israel as a nation and as a people really comes down to we as a people individually with God. It's, yeah, it's an example. See, we can pray for our nation and we can pray, but we know we don't live in a perfect world. We live in a fallen world. And the reality of it is we're probably not going to see a lot of it because the Bible says, well, I still find faith. There's going to be a lot of things that are going to look like they're not going to go God's way. But yet, never, God is still in control. But it comes down to us personally, where we stand, where we're at in our relationship. And are we going to be movable? Or are we going to have a firm foundation upon the Lord? And one of the greatest ways to, to, to grow in this is to find out, well, Lord, what if I become dependent upon? And isn't that in that dependency do I find myself making decisions or doing things or saying things or living certain ways because of that dependency? It could be an addiction. It can be, you know, whatever it may be, but whatever we become dependent upon will always cause us to fall into a place of compromise, yes. a hardened heart, because we're afraid to lose out. We're afraid to that we're going to, you know, it, it's just it becomes a fear. And that fear many times could just become so great. And it's real. I mean, these tear inside on it's not like it was like, you know, gold or anything. No, they're worried about their food supply. You know, they're worried about our food supply. And like I shared with you many times in sales, I was compromised. I mean, I was challenged and and I did find myself in a place of compromise at times that I had to learn through because I wasn't perfect through it. But I had to learn through it because, again, this is my way of life. This is my sense of finances. And if I don't do this, then I'm going to lose out on my finances. You know, it's it's like there was a place where, you know, and then I try to act like it wasn't there. But it was God teaching me through it that, no, you can't do this. It's, you know, this is your responsibility. But because I was so afraid because I have a family to support money to make, you know, and this and that, it caused me to compromise. What I knew in my heart was in the beginning, it was there, but as God started to work and, you know, a couple of years through, then I start to realize, no, this is not right. I can't, you know, I can't do certain things. I can't allow certain things. Maybe the company does it, but I can't do it. And, but again, it's real things. Because it was dependency, but then this is where the Lord started to teach me, I'm your provision. I'm your provision. I'm your provider. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken or God's seed begging for bread. And this is where I started to learn to be able to trust in him with our finances. And just say, Lord, I'm going to 
you know, as you're as you're helping me to do the right thing in this area, Lord, I'm going to trust you that you're going to provide. And he did. There were many times we were tested and we were tested for a very long time. Lord, are you sure? Doesn't look like you're being faith. Doesn't look like I got provision. But God, I'm going to trust you. We're going to trust you. And God was faithful. We never went without. Because he continued to provide. He challenged us in our giving and our faithfulness in giving. But through it all, we got to see and, and continually see the glory of God through it all. But it was a learning process and still learning. I'm still, we're still learning. We're not there yet. That's just one area. But how many other areas in our life? And this is, again, this is just a way to look at something that, hey, Lord, what am I dependent on or what dependencies do I have? So I can be real with you so you can help me through that because, Lord, I need your help. Because I don't want things to be to be so fearful that it will cause me to become dependent on someone else or something else. It could be such a bill. You know, there were times in our life that, Lord, well, how am I going to give? I, we have rent. Trust me. You have to give. Trust me. So your rent will be paid. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. That's a hard place. Yeah. But this is where me and my family and my wife, we were in a place where, Lord, we're giving. This we've made and we had joy in giving. Sometimes we kind of gave like, you know, but we gave and God took care of the rents. God took care of the bills. God took care of the food on the table. I didn't drop any pounds. <laughs> Stay pretty well fed. You know, God always made a way. But again, that was the place we were in. And this is the place we will find ourselves in many times where God will put us in such a place that we need to trust him. Because we have to learn that he's our dependence. We have to be dependent upon him because he's our everything. So not just blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord, but blessed is that individual whose God is the Lord. Amen. Thank God he gave it on the right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Takes care of, you know, and that's, and again, that's a blessing of, of our country. That's a place that we're in, but not all countries are like that. Well, you said it right there, that it's, it's the person. Because you're talking about the nation, but it really is individually and for household. Because we put ourselves in places, whether we say or not, that we just depend on other things. And it's not about first. Because finance companies and creditors and all that, that's really not where our help comes from. But we look to them. But we have the faith that we know God worked with them, but we also have to separate, okay, is it seeking the Lord or is it trusting in a financial institution? Did he make the way or are those or did we compromise to a company that now lords over us somehow? But unfortunately, and in reality it's part of our society because it's the state and the government we live in. But individually you know that God does provide because we are not without. Yes. And it's daily and individually that you know that he has done it for you. It's Amen. And one thing we've learned is, you know what? We have resources, but God is a source. God is a source. And the homeless people, they look rough, they're well fed. They might be sleeping outside, but God makes sure they eat. That's right. He's able to take care of them. He's able to take care of them no matter where we're at. They can't eat. Yeah. And these homeless people, they sure eat. God is able to take care of them. 
you know, and, and for those that are without, we can ask the Lord for help in those areas because our God is able to. He always provides. He is he is a good provider. You know what? And we can trust him in that, you know, and, and it just, you know, I just found that interesting as I was looking at that. It just really stood out to me. I was like, wow, Lord, they, you know, they found themselves in this place, but because they were so dependent upon this, that, that you know, this country for food, the nation for food, you know, and, and it just reminded me of us, you know, how we can many times become dependent as well. But thank God we know where our help comes from. Amen. Yes. A lot of countries depend on us. Yeah. We're able to help a lot of countries as well. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. For us, a lot of countries would be the worst situation they are now. So we see here now that the they do make the peace. He does, you know, he does accept it. And so now the people are grateful. The people are happy. The people are, you know what, they're rejoicing because of this. And it says here, on an appointed day, Herod put on his royal robes. Sound like, sound familiar, huh? <laughs> we just studied about this a while back, right, in another book. On an appointed day, Herod put on his royal robes, took his seat upon the throne, and delivered an oration. This is Herod's response to the people. And, in, and Josephus, who wrote the Jewish um, antiquities, and this is a bunch of his, historical things that he wrote, but in his writing, he put that it was a royal robe made up of silver. It was sparkled silver. So it must have shined in the sun so that yeah. the people brought accolades to him. Like yeah, he looked like a god when he basically sat up there because they were just like, wow, this is our savior, basically is what they're looking at because, you know, he accepted us. And because of this and to see this man to go up there to bring this speech brought him to such a place that they were looking to him like a god. But Proverbs 27, 21, if you're taking notes here, Proverbs 20, 27, 21 says, The crucible for silver, the furnace for gold, but man is tested in the praise he receives. Man is tested in the praise he receives. And remember Peter, when they go to Peter, it says, you know, give glory to God. The angel in, in huh? Proverbs 27, verse 21, chapter 27, verse 21. We see the angel in, in uh, Revelation 22. Where, you know, John bows down. He says, no, don't bow down to me. I'm a fellow servant like you. Worship God. See, it's always to point to God. And God may use you as a resource. And we may be a resource. But we're just the vessel. God gets the glory. It's to God be the glory. And Isaiah 42, 8. If, if, actually, if somebody can read that. Isaiah 42, 8. Isaiah 42, 8, please. Somebody could read that one. As for you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, my chosen one, descended from Abraham, my friend. 42.8? Uh, 42.8, I believe, right? I'm sorry, or maybe 42.18. I might have wrote it down wrong. The other 42.8. I will open the rivers. Uh, let's see here. The next 42.8, is it the one that says that I am the Lord? And he is my and I have no yeah, name. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. Is that the one you read? I read 41 eight. <laughs> Okay. That was a good one, too, though. That was a good one, too. Amen. It's just different here, Bible. That's it. Yeah. It's the word of God. But as I am the Lord, that is my name. No glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carve idols. How does yours read that one? I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to anyone else, nor share my praise with carved idols. Amen. So, see, God's not looking to share his glory with anyone else. He's a jealous God. All the glory and the praise belongs to him. 
you know, so it's just that's that's the heart he teaches us that no matter what happens, it's like, well, glory to God. Praise God. You know what? It's it's all the glory to him. You know, and he, he warns about this because it may look like many times somebody's getting away with something or all these different things. But how many of us know there will come a day of judgment? You know, you can find that in Second Corinthians, chapter five, verse 10 and Hebrews, chapter nine, verse 27, that we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and we will be judged for the good and the evil that we have done. So right here we see it happen immediately, but many times you don't see it happen immediately. It may this that king may live you know hundred years, but a hundred years is nothing compared to eternity. Uh, that you can find that in Second Corinthians chapter five verse ten and Hebrews chapter nine verse twenty seven. So remember, this is all temporary, but there will always come a day of judgment. There will always be a day of judgment. But remember, this is all preparation because there will also be one that will rise one day. And because of dependency and because of, you know, there come a day that the only way you could eat, the only way you can do this and that is to take that number, the mark of the beast. This is silly. I'm just going to say it anyway. Go ahead. But on Facebook, they'll say, dear Allah, blah, 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 blah. Say amen if you agree. And here's my family going, amen, amen, amen. So I'm writing to them. Do you realize what you just agreed to? You know, like read, read what it's saying. They go, they're praying to Allah. You better think twice on it. They go, well, yeah, but in my heart, I was praying to Jesus. No. Yeah, we have to be careful. We definitely that's stupid. I agree. We have to be careful. They I mean, yeah, we careful. we have to be careful. You know, it's it's uh, we need to make sure we we acknowledge it's our God. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Amen. But again, it's it's also dependency of acceptance. That can also be a lot of times, you know, be politically correct or just dependence upon, you know, not wanting any competition or wanting any issues, different things. I mean, this is where we're coming to in the but world what today. We're reading today says, don't do that. Well, exactly. We need to be careful in that not to be depicted because many times we don't want to say something that may offend or but again, we also have to be careful when we say things. We have to it's always good to have an explanation of why, because what we share is we season it with salt and the love of God and the love yes. of Christ, you know. Somebody asked me a question, they usually try to give a reason, but not just because it says so, or this is what I believe, which sometimes this is where we start, but it's also understanding why I believe this, why it's so so true, you know, why it it's this is my decision and my my belief and my choice and where I stand, you know, so therefore we can share that, you know, and there may be disagreement, but at least I know why I'm disagreeing, you know, because it is important to know why we disagree and what we believe in and why we believe in it. So this is our responsibility as Christians to know that and to, to grow in that, to learn that together. Amen. Mm -hmm. So verse 22 and 23 says, and the people were shouting the voice of a God and not of a man. So they're acknowledging him as a, as a, as a voice of a God. And it says in verse 23, immediately an angel of the Lord struck him down because he did not give God the glory. And he was eaten by worms and breathed his last. See, it gives, see, I like that because it gives the reason why he was struck down. So immediately God dealt with that right away. You know, now exactly how he died or what happened. Well, you know, did he have an internal disease, whatever it may have been, you know, but regardless, this man died and he was eaten by worms, which is pretty graphic, <laughs> you know, but it says here, but because he did not give God the glory. So an angel of the Lord struck him down. And remember, the angels are servants of God, right? So they have a they have a position. They serve God. They have a place. And you can find that in 2 Kings um, chapter 19, verse 35. 
where you see the angel of the Lord went out and in one night killed 185,000 Assyrians. Second Kings, uh, Second Kings chapter 19, verse 35. And you see that when, the, you know, they're, they're being invaded, all that. And then one angel of the Lord goes out in the middle of that night and kills 185,000 soldiers. That when Jerusalem, when Israel got up the next day, all these bodies were laid all across. One angel, okay? Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 15 through 17. 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 15 through 17. This is where 70,000 children of Israel, of Jerusalem, are slain by an angel of the Lord. 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 15 through 17. This is where David sins and he calls up a census for the people of, Israel, of, of Judah, um, but he makes the decision to do it. So therefore, there's three consequences for it, and David gets to choose which one. And he chooses the one that says, but God, I know you'll be merciful. But in that mercy, 70,000 lives are lost. And it says that when David comes to that place to the, to, to the, to the threshing floor, there's a huge angel right there, the one that was bringing, and that was the Lord's angel that was bringing about this judgment because of the sin of David. Now we see in Matthew 26, 53. Remember there, there, you know, he what's it called? I love what I love about that scripture is it's Jesus when he's being betrayed, and Peter comes and he cuts off the ear of the servant and he says, Hold on, Peter, don't you know that I can call upon my father and he would send me 12 legions of angels? Amen. Okay, think about it this way. <clears throat> He says, I can call upon my father. So in that place, Jesus doesn't command the angels. He says, I can command him. He says, no, I can call upon my father. And my father can send 12 legions of angels. Okay, he's acknowledging the Godhead. But not only that, he says, 12 legions of angels. In some forms, there's different forms of numbers. It depends on the time of what legions represents. But the one of the ones I came across was 6,000 soldiers represented, or 6,800 soldiers represented one legion of soldiers. So imagine 12 legions of angels. One angel took out 185,000 soldiers. Imagine 12 legions. Could it be that those 12 legions could have probably just wiped out all humanity? <clears throat> at that point in time, to say, you know what? Forget them. Just wipe them out. They don't deserve you, Jesus. But thank God for his mercy because he says, don't think I could not call him, but he didn't call him. And he still went to the cross for us. And he gave, and that's brought glory to God. So we see here that this, that God means, God means business. But thank God that Jesus took the wrath of God upon him. He took the judgment for all those that put their faith in him today. Because we don't have to live it. We don't have to go that way. We don't have to live under the, the wrath of God. It says that, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For he did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save it through him. Because he goes on to say, because those who were condemned, who, those who were in condemnation were already condemned already. <clears throat> because they refused to believe in the truth. We were condemned already. We were already in, in sin. We were already on our way to hell. Yeah. We were born in it. But we made the decision, and not only that, we acknowledged it. We probably, you know, made fun about it. You know, but it wasn't until we came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ that we realized, man, thank you, Lord, for saving me. 
Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for taking that punishment upon you that I can be righteous in you. But we also see here, and you can find this in 1 John chapter 2, verse 18, that this is where he talks about the spirit of the Antichrist. And we see here a form of the Antichrist because Herod can also be seen being, being controlled by the spirit of the Antichrist because he was coming against Jesus. He was, he was persecuting the church. And what does is, what is, uh, Jesus tell Paul? Why are you persecuting me? Because you persecute the church, you're persecuting Christ. That's Antichrist. And he says, and it's already in the world, the spirit of the Antichrist is already in the world. And we see an example here, but we also see that God was still in control. And that God brought about the judgment and dealt with it, just as we have seen so many other times throughout history. But there will come a day where there will be the Antichrist. And even then, we still have the victory in Jesus Christ. Because it never means that he's not in control. Amen. And we go on here, but the word of God increased and multiplied. Amen. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. And I'm going to read Daniel chapter 2, verse 44 here, because I just like going back to Daniel because it's we were so long, right? Yeah. Uh, Daniel chapter 2, verse 44 says, And in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. So kingdoms come and kingdoms go, but there is one kingdom that stands forever, and that is the kingdom of God. Amen. And it's funny because I was reminded of that song that says kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. Amen. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away, but there's something about that name. What scripture was that again? Daniel 2 what? Uh, Daniel chapter 2 verse 44. Because we see here, but see what was meant for evil turned out for the good because regardless of what Herod tried to do, it says that the word of God increased and multiplied. So even though all this was going on, it did not stop the work of the Lord and what God was doing. So no matter what we see or what may come or what may be going on today, nothing will stop the word of God. Because the word of God stands and is faithful and true. And we close it up here on Acts um, 12, 25. It says, And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had completed their service, bringing with them John, whose other name was Mark. You know what's amazing through all of this? Paul and Barnabas still completed the work that they were sent out to do in Acts 11, when they were to take the offering to Jerusalem to help them within the famine. Oh, yeah. So even all this was going on, Paul and Barnabas were still faithful to go to Jerusalem and finish the work through the persecution. Through all of this is what's going on. They stayed faithful to the work that they were called to do, that they were sent out to do. And we see it here that they returned from Jerusalem when they had completed their service, bringing with them John, whose other name was Mark. And right here we see the end of the second period of the book of Acts here, because remember the, the, the gospel is supposed to go into Judea and Samaria. 
and it was supposed to go into all the ends of the earth. So right here in this portion of scripture, we see it's went to it's went to Judea, it's went to Samaria, but from here on out, it goes to the ends of the earth. And what's cool about this is, is because this is the part we're a part of. Because the gospel is still going to all the ends of the earth. And so the acts of the Holy Spirit or the acts of the apostles, we are now, as we continue in chapter 13, we are part of that work still because that is still going on today. Oh, I love that. Started in Judea, went to Samaria, and now it's going into all the ends of the earth as Christ said it would. And it's still going today, and we are part of that work. And we're continuing that work. So as we continue to study the word of God, it's like, wow, we're a part of all this together. Amen. I'm not very good with maps, but I notice there's an Antioch in Syria, and then there's an Antioch on the other portion, and it doesn't say it's Syria. Do you have any idea why that is? No, I don't. Yeah, I'm not too good with geography either. You're not good either? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm hoping I said the right one, even the geography, right? Because <laughs> it's geometry and geography, right? Okay. <laughs> no, but no, I'm not I'm not too, I'm not sure so why that's Samaria, there. Samaria, not Syria, is what you're saying. Samaria. Samaria, Samaritan. Amen. Any thoughts, any questions, any comments, anything what we studied so, tonight? At this time, how long has the church been going on already? How many years? I'm not too sure how long it has been going on at this point. It's a good question, though. Because the, the, the dispute was also between the Jewish um, culture and the people who were getting saved, which they didn't really like the Gentiles getting saved either. Yeah, so, yeah. Because there was such a lot of culture going on at that time. And they were mixed, yeah, uh, and they were pure. So you know, you can see the persecution in the in the church. But I was just wondering, like, how many years was this uh, already? It's a good question. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know on that one. It's a good one we could look at. I thought it was about ten years that the church was burning. All this somewhere was around there, yeah. I think it was somewhere uh, around there. Yeah, stuff good. Yeah. Like yeah, it came in pretty quick because, I mean, eventually you do see as we go on, especially in Acts and then you, you read in Galatians, the epistles and all that, that then they try to bring in the Jewish religion into Christianity. Yeah, they, and you start to see that kind of make it way, its way back in and Paul starts to yeah. address that. So, yeah, they try to get them to get circumcised. Mm -hmm, yeah, so they, they went through some stuff pretty fast. But, yeah, I believe I did read it somewhere and I, did, I just don't remember right now exactly what period or how many years had gone by at this point. But we do see quite a bit going on in this time. And, you know, but one of the things that we do see is it was all in time. So, you know, even in our lives, everything takes time and it's a process. And it's, you know, you know, it's they didn't they didn't have the book of Acts to go and read and say, hey, oh, this is what we're going through. <laughs> they went through it. It was written. And then now we're being able to share and see that, OK, this is things that we go through and we'll face. And but everything's in its time. But, you know, it just really comes down to recognizing. But nevertheless, God is in control. Mm -hmm. see the continuous persecution of the church yeah Jesus Christ going on even in our even in our day maybe not to the degree that they get it not on this side of the world yeah yeah not on this side yet yeah. you know but uh, there will be you know you see the persecution and the stuff you see everything that they do try to um, 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 take away yeah <laughs> and that's the thing you know as we as we pray for our country is that you know we you know, areas that we may be dependent upon a nation because, you know, if we find ourselves as a country, just like every other nation that has fallen throughout history, you know, it's because they became dependent upon other nations. And you know what, if, if uh, we're ever put in a place that we become so dependent upon maybe other nations, then you know what, we may find ourselves in a place where now, 
you know, there's so much change that, you know, it becomes, uh, we become a different country, you know, our freedoms, we may lose freedoms, different things like that. So it's just many things that we, we pray, you know, we definitely pray about and, uh, and pray for our country, pray for the countries around the world and people in other places, you know, but also for our lives, you know, where we stand and where we're at today. It starts with us, amen. It starts with us to be that change within our in our country. And, uh, you know, and that only that change only comes to a relationship with Christ Jesus, you know, because that's that's the change that's brought about is the lives that are changed in the hearts of the people. But through Christ Jesus. Any other thoughts or comments or questions, questions, thoughts? Oh, one thing about our country, we allow a lot of different people in our country. It's not yeah. with allowing um, other people from other countries. It's like we also allow their religion. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and that's one of the things, you know, that's, <clears throat> we do live in a country that does give the freedom and the choice and stuff yeah. like that, you know. But at the same time, it's also not a bad thing because it also gives people the opportunity to make a choice, you know. And, and it's one thing to be told this is what you are and this is what you're going to be. Yeah. But it's another thing to make, be able to make a decision to hear about testimonies of, you know, other faiths or, you know, maybe, you know, not really having any faith at all, but then turning to Christ, but then making a personal decision that, hey, you know what, I saw Christ, you know, Christ made himself known to me. And because, you know, and it's, it's, you know, we see other countries that they don't have a choice. This is how they're brought up. This is their, their, basically their life, their culture. And they really don't know any other thing, anything else, you know, so it's like, you know, there's really not a lot of freedom in that. And, you know, you see them doing some radical things, stuff like that, you know, so it's, it's, it's definitely, this is where, thank God we have the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, because that's what it is. It's good news, you know, for all walks of life, for all religion, for all nations, you know, that can make a decision, hear that good news, and then be able to have that choice and that freedom to say, I believe in Jesus, you know, I'm turning my, I'm how beautiful are the feet. yeah, how beautiful the feet. Yeah, that's you mean that you were talking about earlier. And I said, you know, this is where my prayer is, is that, you know, as preachers, as ministers, as those that have the opportunity to share the word of God, that we would also be careful on what we share, because sometimes we may share our personal viewpoints or different things. Yes. But, you know, and maybe we're using the word of God and maybe it, it is our conviction, but we have to be careful because this is where it's our responsibility. Preach the word. <laughs> Preach the word in season. Let the word speak for itself. Let God's word speak for what is right and what is, you know, what he says is right. Because when we start to say our own things, we don't know how the people will receive it. And many times the word of God or the or our thoughts or our opinions will be received one way. But again, it'll be received how the people want to receive it. And, you know, and this is where sometimes we'll hear things that are said or thoughts or viewpoints and it's like well that's not what that was being said well but this is how i wanted to hear it so you know i'd rather it be lord let let it be your word and if they're you know if it's getting twisted or something but it's your word your word is powerful enough i believe but my words have to be careful with you know yeah also do you feel that it's in the spirit of the way you present the word sometimes not knowing that you may say something but it's a condemning type of spirit it seems like it will do more harm than if you do it in love if we have yeah definitely has to be done in love and with this you know with the season with salt definitely you know and and has to be in the spirit of the lord yes because yeah. the lord's a compassionate god you know and and uh 
you know, we're, we're all, we all have to be careful with that, with our words and just speaking to people, talking with people, you know, because the Lord will use us to be stern with people and be truthful and be strong. But there's also a time that we, you know, we have to make sure that it's not our own, you know, our own self sometimes. And yeah, definitely, because that can definitely put condemnation or it can put somebody, as, instead of causing them to want to repent and turn to the Lord, it can just put them in a place of guilt and shame and to a point where they just turn away from the Lord, you know, so... Definitely, it's being it being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and, and growing in that. But you know, that's where it's always starting with us. So therefore, how we speak is how the Lord speaks to us and, and encourages us through it. So, you know, and we, I, I'll admit, you know, we all fall short in that. I fall short in that. You know, I've had to catch myself and say, okay, Lord, you know, help me in this area. You know, if I said anything or something that, you know, maybe came off as David and not your your word or by your spirit. So, definitely a, a place of growing and learning through it. You know, and being being open enough to be able to say, Lord, you know what, you know, help me to see the things that, you know, I may say or how I may act, you know, that can affect somebody in the wrong way, you know, so just sure. definitely being sensitive. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, we, we finished up chapter 12 and, uh, you know, we'll be starting in, in chapter 13 next, next month. Back. Yeah. When we come back, back to Bible study. So thank you guys for sharing and reading and, and, uh, you know, does anybody have any prayer requests that, you know, as, as we are still online right now, you're okay with that? I, I did get a text from uh, Deborah Rodriguez, uh, Pastor Minkies. Uh, I've been calling him. Sometimes he's hard to get a hold of, but she was said if I could continue praying for him. What's happening is he's having a lot of falls, and I guess they can't, uh, or he falls a lot, and they can't find the cause of it. So he's a lot of, he spends a lot of time in, in bed, uh, or his bedroom, and uh, his daughter too, so he becomes uh, kind of depressed because of that, so okay. just keep him in prayer that he'll uh, have a healing for his uh, falling, and uh, also the for the whole family, for his daughter and Bethany too. So. Okay. Amen. Amen. And anybody online, you have any prayer requests, feel free to put them up if you'd like us to pray for that tonight. Um, if not, just pray right there where you're at. You know, we'll come into agreement with you. Anyone else? Any other prayer requests tonight? Any other prayer requests? Okay. Well, we're going to pray with those online with us right now as well. Okay. So let's let's take that time and lift up these prayer requests as well. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this day, Father God, and we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor, Lord. We thank you for your word tonight, Lord. We thank you for your teaching, Lord. We thank you for your truth, my God, and we thank you, Father God, that we are just reminded, Lord, of how great and awesome and mighty you are, my God, and how, Father God, Lord Jesus, my God, you are in control, Father God. So no matter how things may look or seem or feel, Father, or Father God, just, Father, definitely, Father, can be heavy upon us at times, Lord, but Father, thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, your word stands, Father God, faithful and true, Lord God, and Father God, your word shall never pass away, my God. Amen. And we are just so grateful and thankful, Lord God, that we could stand upon your word tonight, Father yes. God. Yes. Father God, Lord Jesus, for our nation, Father God, for this world and for yes. our own lives and for our families and our homes, my God. And we just thank you tonight, Father God, yes. Lord, as we stand together in faith, my God. And Father, we just ask you tonight, Lord Jesus, Father God, Lord, that is, Father God, Lord, there's some things that came out, Lord, as far as dependency and different things like yes. that, my God, that Father... We would be open to see some areas within our lives, Father God, that, Lord, we find ourselves, Father, Lord Jesus, because of that dependency, Father God, and because of, Father God, the, the, the feel of not wanting to let go or whatever it may be, Lord, that, 
Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would just help us to see that, Lord, and to help us through it, Lord, Father God, to overcome, to, Father God, to be able to release and to be able to give it to you, Lord God, that, Father, you can help us, Father, Lord, as we are overcomers in you already, Lord, but, Father, we need your help through it all, Lord Jesus. So we just thank you tonight, Father, and we lift up our country to you today, Father God, Lord, for the areas that we have become dependent upon other nations, upon other countries, upon other places, my God, that have caused us to compromise in many areas, Father God. But Lord Jesus, we just ask you, Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord God, that you would raise up leaders, Father God, that would be God-fearing, and that, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that would bring about change, yeah, my yeah, God, and yeah. bring about, Father God, decisions, Lord God, that yeah. would steer us in a different direction, my Thank God. You, a nation that would fear God, a nation that would Praise God, a nation that would, Father God, Lord, call upon you as our God, my God, because blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, my God. So, Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord God, and not just for our nation, but, Father, the nations all across the world, my God, that, Lord Jesus, they may know you, Lord God, and know the goodness of you, Lord God, and know the goodness, Father God, of being able to know a God who is the Lord, my God. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that we are free here in this nation to preach your word, to speak your word, to meet together, to to praise you, to glorify yes. you, and to call upon you and Amen. to declare and proclaim the name of Jesus, Father God, because Jesus, you're it is good news, Lord Jesus, about you, Lord. And Father, tonight, we just thank you, Father, that we're also able to pray for one another, Lord. So we lift up Pastor Mickey to you, Father. We thank you that you are there with him. We ask you to help him, to guide him, to lead him, to direct him, Father God, to be his strength, my God, to be his comfort, and to be the comfort of the family, Lord God, as they are concerned, Father God, for Pastor Mickey, Lord. And we just thank you tonight, Lord God, that you are his healer, you are his strength, and you are his helper, Lord. And Father, we just thank you, Lord Jesus, that it is you that keeps him as you is in your hands, Father yes, God. Amen. And Lord Jesus, we just lift up every other prayer request to you tonight, Father God, yes. that may not be here online or may have yes. been unspoken. But Lord Jesus, we know that, Father, you hear our prayers, Lord. Yes. You hear every petition and every supplication, my yes. God. And we just come in agreement tonight, Lord yes. Jesus, as we come to you because we know that all things are possible for you, yes. Lord God. And that, Father, your will is good, my God. Yes. And that, Father, you are the God of miracles, my God. So we just thank you tonight, Lord God, as we are able to do so because of the salvation that we have in you, Lord. And we just thank you, Father God, for this peace, for the comfort, and Father, Lord Jesus, for the joy that we have in you tonight, Lord. We love you. We praise you. We bless you this night, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys for joining us online.